Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, hello, my sweet friends. So today's episode, I was not at all expecting what happened to happen. But when I pressed record with our guest, Talia, today, um, I felt so much emotion moving through my body. I personally have been I didn't realize I was working through some stuff, but I've been working through some stuff. Like, aren't we always? I tell you, in 2023 is no joke. I mean, we are working through the things in 2023. And I was just really working through the things. I knew it was something that I, well, actually, I thought it was something I could work through on my own. But the minute I pressed record with Talia, I realized that she was the one that was supposed to guide me through this inner child healing and everything had been leading up to this moment. So I know that my soul was ready for this and I know that I was ready for this. I am ready for this. Anyway, it's a doozy of an episode. Um, I am sharing very emotionally, um, There's lots of pauses. There's lots of moments where there is emotion. And so I just invite you to be with me in this conversation. Um, Yeah, I just invite you to be with me and to witness what it can look like to experience inner inner child healing when you are ready. Because there was a version of me that a little six-year-old version of me that was like, pay attention to me. And she has been speaking very loudly to me, especially over the past week saying, here I am, listen to me, here I am. And today she got to be heard and seen and witnessed and validated and all of that beautiful stuff. So I am just truly once again, honored for you to be on this journey with me And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I'm anxious to hear how this episode resonates with you. Um, yeah. Okay. So thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello and welcome back to the cosmic healing podcast. I have got Talia Delju here with me today, and she is a life coach that focuses on inner child healing. She has been a guest on this podcast before, and we talked a lot about her experience with us working together. And um, I really wanted to have her on today, and I know that it's, of course, all in divine timing because I'm going through some deep inner child healing with myself. And I really just 
wanted to be able to have this conversation. Of course, I didn't plan on it being live and going through this when we booked this conversation, but everything just, you know, I always talk about how the puzzle of the the puzzle pieces all line up together. And when it is time for healing to happen, healing will happen. And so I've just noticed like all the little puzzle puzzle pieces that have been put together for me over the past week, especially. And so of course I'm sitting here with you, Talia. And, um, and I know that my audience is very loving and forgiving, um, not forgiving, but accepting of everything that we, um, go through together. So, so I am so excited to welcome you here today, Talia. Thank you. Um, welcome. Tell us everything about you and, and, and what you do and how you have come to this point and all of that beautiful stuff. Yeah. First, I just want to honor you for being willing to be seen in whatever it is you're sitting in and sitting with today and for trusting me to also hold the space with you and for you and to everyone who's listening. Thank you for also holding the space. You're all a part of this conversation, regardless of when you're listening. So I am happy to do my intro. I'm also uh, would kind of personally rather just, <laughs> <laughs> just start see what, yeah, just see playing with me, start playing with you and, and we can do a, you know, a back end kind of deep dive into me, but I'd rather just hold space for you and what's coming up because it is so present and alive <laughs> raw, and raw present and, right here. <laughs> you're like, it's right here. So I'd rather just, just go. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Okay, so I guess it all started, well, I've just been feeling so much resistance within myself, like with really just go taking these next few steps, like into like, I, I just know that there is a part of me and I've been noticing this, it's like on my left side behind my shoulder blade. And so that it's been tight for like two weeks. And so I've been feeling that tightness back there and I'm like, what is this about? And I cannot get it out. And because it's on my left side, I know it's my feminine energy. I know that it is just something energetically that my body is holding on to. And, and so like, as I'm trying, it's like, I am noticing myself, I keep creating these distractions for myself and, um, and not, following through with what I need to follow through with. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And a few weeks ago, I really started connecting to like six-year-old me. I don't, I don't know where it came from, but it was just like six-year-old me. And then I really thought I was working, like I felt her energy. I connected with her and then it just, oh, still was like, I was like still caught in a loop of my old same actions. And then when I, um, yesterday I was out on a walk at the park and it was a beautiful morning. It was so pretty. And I saw 
like off to the to my right like I saw like her like six-year-old me like just playing in the woods and she was running and she was playing and then she just like came to a halt she just like she was running so freely and beautifully and then she just like literally just stopped and I was like like I was watching her and I was like oh I was like why did like why did you stop and and I think that I couldn't like come up with it you know like I couldn't figure out why I stopped and I want to figure out why she stopped because I think that that is the part of me that is it's like she just stopped and I don't and I don't want to I don't want to stop and I sense myself just I keep stopping I keep stopping and stopping and stopping and I don't want to stop anymore I want to keep going more and more into into me and I just know that this she has something to say and I don't know what yeah and what are you feeling most right now Um, I am mostly feeling scared. Uh, um, it's like a, a truth. That she might have to share with you? I think so, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And I also want to remind you of something you remind me of all the time, which is that you will not receive what you are not ready to receive. And as we continue exploring this today, at any point, if it feels like too much or you decide that you're not ready to go there, we can always change course and come out of it. And you're at the, you're at the, you're leading this as much as I'm facilitating. So we get to have it kind of be an open dialogue as always. And at any point, if it feels like too much, let me know. Okay. Okay. So what I want to bring us to focus on, I'm hearing two different parts of you. One part of you that is stopping you, right? Bringing you to a halt that makes you feel stuck, that makes you feel like you can't move forward. And then the other part of you being this very tender six-year-old Vaughn who maybe has something that she needs you to know or that she's trying to communicate, but you can't quite connect to. Is that right? Yes, that feels right. Okay. Are there any other parts of you that you're noticing in relation to these two parts? No, it really feels, yeah, that feels right. My sense is to start with the part that stops you. So what I want us to bring our focus on is the energy of this kind of halt, this stopping motion. Every time you want to continue going, it brings you to this kind of like roadblock of sorts. See if you can find where that part of you is living in your body. Maybe that's that kind of tightness in, in the back kind of left side that you mentioned earlier. Maybe that's somewhere else. So just let me know where you feel this part of you. Mm 
I feel it. I feel it like in my chest, like, like, um, it's like literally like, uh, I feel it definitely in my upper body, like in my chest. And I do feel like it's probably radiating through the back, you know, in that, and I know it's in the back because it's from the past and, um, you know, where it is located, you know, like in that lower left heart chakra area. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel it like in my upper body, mostly in the left side in my chest and back. Okay. Are you willing to be with the sensation for a moment here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So as we're connecting to this energy that's living in you and your upper body kind of lower left heart area, just go ahead and let this part of you know that you're here. You're here to be with it. You're not here to fix it or change it or judge it. You're not here to ask it to go away. You're just here to be with it. just notice how this part of you might be receiving that or responding to that in two different ways as well like I feel safe but I also feel like the Vaughn me now feels safe like I know I can do this but it's like that that emotional part of me that knows that we're about to go there is scary yeah, yeah so we can let that part of you know that we don't have to go there if she doesn't want to. No, she, we're ready. It's, it's good. <clears throat> so we will ask that any other parts of you that are afraid, that are hesitant, that are wanting to protect, let's just ask them if they're willing to soften and step back just for a few moments. <clears throat> yeah okay and just notice that there's maybe a little bit more space inside of you right now that everyone's kind of taken a bit of a step back and again if at any point they need us to know something or they want to stop something from happening we'll listen we're not going to ignore that but we're just asking for their trust. Even if they might be a little skeptical, that's okay. What do I you feel, notice? Yeah, I feel ease. I feel ease in my body now. I'm going to have you let me know what wants to happen next. Are we, do we have clear access to connect with six-year-old you, or is this other part of you in your chest that blocks and stops still feeling active? No, I'm good. We can go. Okay. We can, she's, yeah, I think she's, cause this morning she pitched a fit literally. So <laughs> So let's go ahead and do the same thing here. Once you feel like you feel her or have established some sense of 
connection. Maybe you see her visually, maybe again, it's just a feeling of her. So just give me a nod when you feel like you've established some sort of connection to her. Mm -hmm. And we'll go ahead and let her know again here that we're here to be with her. We're here to listen and understand. We're not here to judge, fix, change or solve anything. Also giving her a moment to become aware of your presence so that it's not only you feeling her, but also her feeling you. What are you noticing about her? It feels very like a um like now that she's kind of calmed down a little bit, it feels very shy. Mm -hmm. Like kind of peeking around, like, okay, <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know about all this, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And we can honor that, right? Her pace and her timing and her comfort. And we don't want to force anything. We don't want to push anything. So just let her know that you're here to take it at her pace. Mm -hmm. That we have all the time in the world. And I also want you to feel into how you're feeling towards her. I get that she's maybe a little shy, a little like unsure of what's happening. How are you feeling towards her in this moment? Curious. Yeah. Beautiful. So go ahead and see if you can extend the energy of that curiosity to her for her to feel that from you this genuine curiosity, this desire to understand and get to know her and see what's here without any agenda, without any expectations, just curiosity. And just notice again how she receives and responds to that. Yeah, there's so much safety here between us, you know, like she, she definitely feels safe to come out and I feel safe to see her and to hear what she has to say. But I think that it's just been um, pushed down for so long, you know, like whatever she's holding on to, like whatever memory she has. Yeah. I think it's been pushed down for so long that she's, you know, it is very like, oh, hey, now, you know, like now you're paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is she angry? Is that an, is that like no, a. No, no, it doesn't feel angry. It just feels like. New. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very new. Like, like, wow. oh, are you sure it's safe for me to come out right now? Because, you know, <laughs> you we've been shoved down pretty far for a while. Yeah. So it sounds like that's a question she's asking. So I want to give you a moment to answer that for her. 
Um, yeah, I guess I just wasn't like ready, you know? I mean, like I, whatever like was, was pushed away to, or hidden away to, to serve me, you know, in that moment, like it was, it was a safety mechanism. And, yeah. and so I, I have not felt safe, I guess, until now, um, to allow that version of me to move through me, you know, to be witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So I want to just give you a moment internally to just, um, to share that with her directly or to share with her that, we hid this thing away, we suppressed, we shoved it away because it was the only thing we knew to do to help us keep going. Yeah. And yeah, and that there's this recognition here and now that we don't need to keep this hidden anymore. And I also do want to share with both you and her that whatever it is she's holding, whatever it is she's carrying, whether it's a memory or a secret or something else that A, it's not something that you have to reveal to me if it feels like it needs to be sacredly held between the two of you. It does not have to be shared publicly in that sense. Um, And also that we, we want to give her the invitation as well that maybe she doesn't need you to fully see it or necessarily even know it. She might just need permission to release it. So just go ahead and feel into, if you will, what she needs most right now, knowing that she's carrying, holding on to something. See if there's something she needs you to know, wants to show you, or if there's something else that would be helpful to her. I'm just feeling from her like she's like I just need you to know that this happened mm-hmm. and that every every glimpse or thought of wondering if this did happen that she's like I just need you to know that it did happen yeah she needs you to acknowledge that yeah. you know what she's talking about yeah. Okay, let her know. Yeah. Yeah, and let her feel it from you as well. Let her feel your acknowledgement. Let her feel... In some ways, this validation, right, that she's needed, her experience as real. Yeah, that feels good that she, I do need her right now. Like, I do need her to show me and to validate the, the glimpses. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be really important here for her to feel like you fully understand 
the thing that happened, what she's been carrying, to see what she needs from you to know that you fully get it. Yeah, because yesterday when I was thinking about it, you know, I actually busted out my um, voice recorder and I was like hoping that maybe I could just kind of talk it out and, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it by myself. And, um, and then I noticed that as I was tuning into what I, you know, what I'm pretty sure happened, you know, I'm like, well, am I making this up? Yes. You know, like, yes. did it really happen or am I just making this up? You know, because it's so long ago and it's it's such a, a deep hidden memory and or secret and you know, so it's like my my mind now, you know, it's like but yes. did it happen, right? So what I wanna offer to you or to her and, and maybe it's both of you kind of asking that. Well, who's who's asking that? Who's saying it did this really happen? Is that her is that coming from you or is that coming from someone else that's a good question I kind of <laughs> toyed with that question yesterday too and um I feel like it's me you know like me now that is like really mm -hmm. Vaughn like you know like the reality of of could that have happened and is and I know our bodies are so capable of of like shoving things down in this way, right? Like I, I know it, I work with it every day, but in dealing with it on this level for myself, it just feels like, but did it, am I like, you know, so it, it is, it is me. And, but yeah, I, I do trust, but it's like that mind control of like, but did it. Yep. Yeah. So what I want to offer here is to the part of you that's coming in and needing to know if it happened and if it's real. Let's see if that part of you is willing to step aside. Because I might even go so far as to say it doesn't matter what matters is that she experienced this as real and she's holding it and that's all we need to know yeah yeah that's true okay yeah we can do that we can put that aside and if that keeps creeping in we can do some more work with it I just want her to fully be seen in the truth of her experience because it's real to her yeah. and any, any sort of, you know, questioning or doubting the realness of her experiences in some ways, just going to keep the thing from being suppressed. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now we can go there. There's no judgment, no questioning. Yeah. Beautiful. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it does. Okay. So let her feel that from you. 
that you believe her. You believe her, Vaughn. Okay. Thank you, yeah. I, I'm, I feel that with her. Yeah. Does she trust that from you? <laughs> um, I think so. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> she's like come on who are you trying to fool um yeah we don't want to fool her we don't want no I know I know I um let me really go in and like really really check in with this okay yeah, we're good. So see if there's anything else that she needs you to know, that she wants you to see, that she needs to be acknowledged as real and valid and true for her. Maybe not for you, maybe not for anyone else, but for her. Mm -hmm. It's like she's wanting to show me the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I notice I'm resistant to it. Because that would make it real. Yes. You know, because I keep seeing, like, when I have over the past few years, like, had glimpses of the scene. And, and it's just like, no, you're making that up. You know, it, that didn't happen. No, 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 no. And um, and so it's like I know if I follow through with that visual in that scene, then it'll it'll make it real. You know, yeah. and so that's the part where it's like, you know, that's the scary part. But I also know that's the part where where the healing is and and where she gets to be seen and witnessed in that version of herself yeah okay so a couple things with this one we can explore different ways for her to show you that feel safe no <laughs> important and I end and I also am hearing that the part of you that is questioning it and kind of denying it maybe it didn't happen is wanting to protect you from the pain of no no I need to go there I need to see her okay I need to be able to see her and because in the truth of it is I, I do know that it happened yeah it's impacted me in so many ways you know that and every time I realize how it is impacting me I have that that visual and that's the theme that I just keep 
pretending like it didn't happen, you know? And so it's like, I, I, you, it's like, no, Vaughn, you need to be able to see this and, and just like, just witness it, you know, so that you can let it go. So you can like, it's, it's like, once you just accept this, like this happened, everything's okay. Like you're okay. We are okay. We are okay. And I just need her to see that okayness. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'll share here is just a couple important distinctions. One is that what we aren't doing and what we don't need to do or want to do is relive anything. Yeah. Right. This is very much the giving her permission to show us what she needs us to see from the seat of witness and to also ask that she doesn't flood you with her emotions, right? You get to be in it with her, but not in it as her. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does. Okay. Yeah. And the question that I'll keep bringing you back to mainly because this signals to me and you that you are anchored in yourself and not like blended with her Yeah, is to check in with how you're feeling towards her. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to feel into that now. How are you feeling towards her as she's continuing to share and ask things of you yeah I'm feeling like she's literally just wanting to take my hand and just like like come here come here let me show you let me show you like it's she's just and and she's not angry she's not upset is just uh it's almost like me I'm I'm the upset one you know, like I'm, I'm here. I guess I'm more upset for that version of me, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm so okay now. Right. But I see how this is impacting me. And because this is coming into my awareness and because she keeps like showing herself over the past couple of days, um, I, I just, she's literally just reaching her hand out and be like, come on, come with me. She's telling me it's safe, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what wants to happen next? So she's, she's guiding me into this big room. Okay. And our friends had an indoor pool. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was so awesome, right? Like who has an indoor pool? Like that's so cool. So we were really good friends with, um, with this family. Um, they didn't have any children and they just loved me. And, and I've long suspected and felt this over the past few years that there was some inappropriate behavior um Mm -hmm. with him and me 
but it's like, how can anybody be inappropriate to a sweet little innocent six-year-old that you love so much? Let her feel you with her. Let her see that she's not alone in this room. Yeah. Yeah. We feel held with yeah. each other. We do. And... she's not looking at me like anything like how could you let this happen or anything like that it's just like like just look and see like see it's happened yeah but then the, the biggest emotion around it is like it's like really like how could someone that loves you hurt you in that way She's been sitting with that question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then just the, you know, like the, the safety, you know, like yesterday when I was talking in my little recorder, I was like, it's almost like I trust myself so much more than I trust anyone else and it's like I'm I'm just learning to trust people now and, it's, and I'm letting down those guards and then I know that's where she's coming in you know because it's like whoa 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 we're letting in a lot of people here <laughs> because you know I do feel so much love from so many people like I'm and it's like it's just all so new and and exciting and overwhelming and beautiful but then there's still that part like like trust you know it's like and I know it's like I know I can trust these people but then but then she's just like saying but can you is it safe and so just really 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 yeah validating to her how safe we are right here right now and you know how much more wise we are and not even wise because she's a six right like she she you know is that part that we initially started talking about that brings things to a halt that stops things I think so. I think it's intertwined because when I come to a halt with my, with me now, it's like, I don't trust people to show up for me. You know, like that, that is ultimately like with anything that I offer, anything that I pursue, like, even though like beautiful things keep happening, you know, in my and as my business grows, it's like every time someone wants to do anything with me, I'm always like, oh my God, they want to be with me. Like they want to, 
they want to mm -hmm. hang out with me. They want to be with me. And like, you know, and so there's like this, that connection of like that and this. Yeah. And that's the part that I need to try to like figure it that out together. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're in it. We're in the process of that right now. We're in the process of that. It makes sense that from that experience, she decided that people cannot be fully trusted, even the people that love you the most. Of course. And my sense of what's happening now, Vaughn, is that you're willing to feel feel that with her, feel the pain of that with her, feel the burden, hold the burden of it with her so that she's no longer carrying it by herself. Yeah. So just see if you can either visualize that or just feel into the togetherness in this, that you are now holding it together, that you are witnessing it together, that you are acknowledging the realness and the truth of her experience together. Yes. I feel like we are holding hands. We are there. We are, we are together. We are connected. Yeah. And what do you need her to know? Mm -hmm. I just need her to know that it is just simply not true that yes, this, this bad thing happened it, this bad thing happened <laughs> but yes I see you and this bad thing happened It's funny because my mind keeps saying, like, I'll say that, but then at the same time, I'll say, but bad things happen to, bad, to people all the time. Sure. You know? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why am I trying to belittle her, yeah. her bad thing? Because the other really bad things happen to other people. You know, mm -hmm. it's like... And isn't that interesting, right? Like how, yeah, how I'm trying to justify that my pain isn't that big of a deal because people, and I know that this is what so many of us do. Mm -hmm. It's like our pain doesn't matter because some people have it so much worse. Well, and I think that also just protects us, right? That stops us from feeling the depths of our pain. Yeah. Right. It brings yeah, it, to, it, yeah. brings our process, it halts our own processing. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we felt the bigness of it, it would be too. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. So, okay. So, this is me <laughs> witnessing how I have tried to justify my pain, you know, mm -hmm. that it's like. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, so I would maybe even offer you the opportunity here to acknowledge, like to, to acknowledge with her that you've in the past you've justified and you've tried to explain like you've I don't know in some ways maybe just apologizing <laughs> to yeah, her yeah. For, for distracting and for denying it and for comparing it to other people's and and to yeah. really, really really let this moment and this experience just be about her yeah what she needs right Yeah. I'm connected to that. And it's like now that I even realized that that was my thought pattern, it's like, it's already gone. You know, that, that was that I was like, well, it was, it was just this and it wasn't even that big of a deal. You know, like I can already feel that that is gone. And again, that that came from a place of just wanting to protect from the hurt. Right. So in some ways it's an intelligent yeah. strategy, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was also creating disconnection. Yeah. From her. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're back. We're holding hands. We're good again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what gets to happen now is that we get to offer her the opportunity and the invitation to basically be taken out of that room, be taken out of that scene that she's been holding on to again, for the real reason of just needing you to witness it and validate it and acknowledge it with her. Now that that's happened, we get to take her somewhere. We get to take her wherever she wants to go, whether that's to come be with you in the present or to go to her favorite place. So see if there's somewhere that she would like to be taken. Yeah. She wants to be right here with me because this world that I have created is so beautiful. It is literally beyond. Yeah. It is beyond. Yeah. Go ahead and take a moment here and show her that. Show her what's here for her. Show her the life and the world oh, that you created. Yeah. And, yeah. Our beautiful little girls that we have been able to protect and yeah. keep so safe. Yeah. And just a such a beautiful husband mm -hmm. you know where we did not <laughs> where we did not have a dad to keep us safe, and I say that in air quotes, to keep us safe. <laughs> and now we have the most beautiful man. 
He is so, so, so good. He protects and provides for us in ways Like we did it, like we we got a good one, you know, we got a good one. And we're safe with him. And we are so, so, so safe with him. We can trust him. Yes. Just when you think you've worked through all your daddy issues, I wasn't expecting that surge of emotion to come through in regards to that. She needed protection and she didn't have it. But at the time, like he, that he was my, the closest thing I had to like a father figure, you know, like he, he and his wife they they loved me you know they welcomed me into their home to play in their indoor pool yeah okay are you willing to do one or two more things yes okay do you feel her with you now yes So what we want to offer her as a last and final step here is to do what we call unburdening, which is essentially the process of releasing and letting go of any beliefs, secrets that she's now shared. So I don't imagine that there's anything else she's holding, but if there is we get to give her the opportunity here to unload them, to take them off of her body, maybe noticing where on her or around her they've been attaching themselves. The belief that people can't be trusted, the belief that I'm not worthy of protection, the belief that even the people you love will not show up for you. Just see if she's ready and willing to let some of those go. While also honoring how in many ways those very beliefs kept her safe and protected her. Yeah. It's also coming up like the being seen, you know, and I feel like mm -hmm. there's a part of me that has hidden myself, you know, because of that. And I witnessed this with other women, you know, that have gone through sexual assault, mm -hmm. you know, it's like there's in that moment of them just being free and fun you know that that sacral energy is just like whoop, 
And all yeah. of a sudden it is not safe to be you. It is not safe for you to be in all of your glory because look what just happened. Yes. And so I really am feeling very much like this scene part of this, you know, like if I am seen, then something bad could happen. Yeah. It makes sense that that's something. Yeah. It makes sense that you saw the little you running and coming to a halt. Right. It all makes sense. Yeah. And so what, again, I think we can offer her the opportunity for here is, is two things. One, these fears, these doubts, these beliefs, she can either send off back into the earth. She can send into the water, into the fire, into the air. She can roll it up into a ball and kick it. She can put it into a balloon and watch it float away. So just see if there's something that she'd like to do with all of it, if that's something that she feels would be helpful to her. And if not, that's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling like there's a fistful of these Mm -hmm. memories, you know, of these thoughts and ideas and guardrails and just everything that is just like balled up like in our fist right now and it's like I just want to like let them go and into the air but then like as they are flowing away they're like in little hearts you know like little doodle hearts (laughs) you know it's like they're just floating away in the shape of a of doodle hearts and there's a bunch of them and they're just flowing up in the air and being carried away beautiful so I want to give you a moment to facilitate that process with her and just watch as these things she's been holding and carrying for all this time are alchemized, transmuted into these tiny little doodle hearts that float up, up, up until they are no longer a part of her system, your system, the space that you share. There's so many, so many doodle hearts. We want to make sure that every single one of them gets to be released and freed. until she feels complete. I'm giving her a moment here. Blowing them away, blowing them away. (laughs) Okay. Hands are empty. (laughs) Yeah, hands are empty. Space feels clear, space feels safe. Let's just give her a moment here now that these things have dissolved 
to experience her space, to experience her body, to just move around in this space with this, in some way, like new. Yeah, there's like a smile now, you know, like there's, it's like a smile and, and some lightness and freedom and some joy that is creeping back through. Yeah, beautiful. And that was my next question was to call back any and all parts of her that were lost, that were taken from her knowingly or unknowingly, willingly or unwillingly, inviting them back into her body now. Yeah, so much safety and love here. We feel safe. We feel together. We feel loved. And she's just so darn cute. Like she's so blonde and her hair's all the way down to her waist. And she's just so cute and fun and free. Yeah. And may she run free. May she run no free. bounds. I feel she can. Yeah. And she has you. Yeah. Whatever she needs. Oh. oh good yeah I feel like I can talk without crying now and I do want to offer too that you know these other parts of you that came up in the beginning, the parts that have been trying to protect or that don't like all these other, the part that brings you to a halt and that brings you to a stop. I want to just take a moment here to almost like send out a signal <laughs> to all these different parts of you to let them know what just happened, to let them know that, you know, that you saw that you went there and that you brought her out and that she's here now and we let things go and she is free and I will protect her and we are good. And all the ways you've been trying to protect are no longer necessary. If we need you, we'll let you know, but it is safe to disarm. Mm -hmm. Just giving them a moment to feel into any of the shifts that had happened. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Body is nodding. Yes. Yeah. Full body nodding. <laughs> mm. okay. Like, finally, can we get on with the show already? <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> it's like, I just hear the words like, you've been trying to self sabotage for long enough. Like, come on. It's, it's, we're good to go. Let's go. Let's play. Does that feel like a good stopping point? Yes. Okay. Yes, as my hands are hugging my body and just pouring into myself, just reassuring the the safety, reassuring the safety, 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 safety. And just acknowledging all the parts of myself that did not feel safe mm -hmm. in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also the part, I think what stands out to me most is, and again, you know, we, this, this happens as a way to protect and make sense, the denying, the denying, right? Yeah. The questioning, the doubting, but did it really? And is that like all she needed was the acknowledgement. Whether you made it up or it really happened, it was real, it was real. We also know, right, like neuroscience, like so much of what we see in the research, our brain doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. It was real to her and that's all that matters. And I see her. Yeah. I see her. I see her, I have felt her pain. Acknowledged, witnessed, validated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And held it with her, you know, I think often too with the inner child work, it's these parts of us that are holding on to things and are so alone with them. And so just the experience of let me see it with you. Let me hold it with you. You can tell me. It now gets to live in two bodies, not one. Is kind of how I see it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we can decide together what we want to do with it. Ooh. I just, we are so amazing. Our bodies, our minds, our energy, our cellular memory, our chakras, our energy centers where we hold all of this, these memories and this pain and the suffering and the way that we shove them down just purely out of 
safety, survival mode. That is literally the only reason why we do that. Mm -hmm. So amazing. Like we are so beautiful. We are so beautifully created and made. It's incredible how much we, and you say this all the time, like we are all just walking around holding so much in our bodies. It all lives inside of us. It doesn't go anywhere. It lives in every part of you. It's incredible to me how functioning (laughs) people are day to day. Like my sister and I, and you know this too, like we've just separately, but also together been deep in our work. And every now and then we're like, how do people go through life without doing this, without healing these parts, without clearing the space and... I mean, it is, it's incredible. Yeah. And that's why like being on a, being on a journey, right? Because I always say that on this journey, uh, because that's what it is. We're on a journey of freedom and self-discovery. Like I, as much healing work as I have done over the past seven years, like for this to just now be presenting itself, but it's presenting itself in the way that I kept roadblocking myself, you know? And so it's like, why, you know? And so I'm curious, like why, and I'm open, why? And so when I allow myself to see a visual of my little girl playing Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden stopping Mm -hmm. and the divine orchestration of you and, and that vision yesterday and just all the little things that all the little pieces that have been coming into my consciousness, especially over the past few weeks, you know, it's like, and there's still, um, you know, there's a part of me that always gets, that stops myself from dreaming big. You know, it's like, I remember people, you know, I'm one of my favorite things is like when Oprah said, what's your dream. And I noticed that even when I still ask myself that, like, what's your dream, I still notice how little I allow myself to dream because if I dream bigger, then that means that I, I will be out there more. I will, that gives me opportunity to be seen and, and potentially hurt. Yes. And hello, safety mechanism. Like it's just all so fascinating. Oh my God. I love it so much. Do you, I don't know if it's worth or if we need to more kind of directly connect the dots, but do you see the relationship between everything, the halting and the stopping and the, you see how it's. Yeah. Yes. I can so see it now. It's like, I literally, it's like when I'm about to go, like I'm so in witness of my own shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, why? why am I, why am I self-sabotaging? Like, why am I in the loop? Okay. Here's the thing, right? Why am I in the loop of the same behavior pattern? Because you're going to keep repeating the same damn thing over and over and over until you learn the lesson, until you heal through that lesson. Mm -hmm. 
And so this loop of me just not wanting to be seen, not putting myself out there. And, you know, it's funny because I know that, you know, people listening to this are like, well, Vaughn, I feel like you're out there. You're really putting yourself out there. But it's like the way that I keep myself so protected in my safe little bubble. I mean, like, for example, not that I'm big on numbers or anything, but this is just kind of an interesting concept, right? Like on Instagram, I, I have been on Instagram, like really positively active in my own little world. It's like, I have my, my little 1500 followers and I am so safe with that. And it's like, I cannot break free past that because if I break free past like 2000 or Lord knows anything beyond that, it's like, but then I will be seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and so it's like I yes I am I have grown so much and I do allow myself to be seen but it is with very protective like layers around it like I am still very much controlling how much visibility I allow myself to receive and mm-hmm. how like how I do not pursue more, you know, and then I can witness like the excuses that I give myself and not pursuing the more, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't really want to do that anyway. And, you know, social media takes so much time, you know, but then in my heart, it's like, but Vaughn, you know, you are here to impact so many more. And the more that I let that sit inside of me, the more that that frustration builds and that dis-ease within builds. Totally. Yeah. And I'll just keep bringing us back to, of course, of course, you're protecting yourself in these ways. Of course, it doesn't feel safe to be seen. Of course, that kind of exposure will feel threatening. Of course, right? And and I just find it so fascinating how, and this is usually how sessions go with clients is like, they'll come in and they'll say something like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling stuck in my business. And then in 30 minutes, you know, it's like, there's this, you know, it's like the, the, on the surface level, what is your business and you feeling stuck in your business have to do with your inner child? Actually everything. Right. Absolutely. Yes. I would even, I would even not argue, but want to kind of bring this perspective in too. I, I feel like with this specific example and this, I think runs true for a lot of different people as well is if you think about your inner child, all of us have this part of us that so desperately need our attention and they will do whatever they can to get your attention. So we can look at the self-sabotage and that kind of loop and that cycle of starting and stopping and whatnot as there are a lot of different ways to kind of explain that. But I would also say in many ways, she kept stopping you so that you would listen, right? Because also what I could, I could keep going with that train of thought and say that her fear and a lot of our inner child parts have this fear of being left behind you're going to get so big and you're going to get to the 2000 and the 5000 and you're going to forget me. So I'm going to keep you small. I'm going to make sure that you like we're going to keep pushing the brakes so that this happens and then I get to come be with you and then we get to grow together cuz also 
she's got resources that are going to support you in that growth and that expansion, right? She's your, she's the part of you that holds your playfulness and your imagination and, and how integral of a piece that is going to be to the puzzle you continue to build in your business and your life. Do you know what I mean? And so I think in many ways, it's like self-sabotage. We can look at self-sabotage as our inner child kind of helping us in a way, right? That's forcing us to finally listen, but also in a way that gets us to call her back, integrate the resources, the parts of us that have been left behind so that we move forward together. Because that's the fear that they all hold is that they'll be left behind forever. They'll be forgotten. They'll be exiled and neglected in the ways they've been. Yeah. It's like, I, as soon as, as you're saying that I can hear that, like that energy of that inner child being like, but what about me? Yes. Like, hello, what about me? Like pay attention to me. Yes. And like this morning when I literally, (laughs) I literally was pitching a tantrum, like a six-year-old, like I knew that that was, I knew, I knew, I mean, cause I don't usually pitch a lot of tantrums, you know, but it was just like, she was so here, like, what about me? Will you please, for the love of God, pay attention to me? Yeah. And we'll do everything in our power (laughs) to avoid, deny, distract, because there is pain there. And we know that on some level, right? But I also then think it's why having the right structures and frameworks and people to guide you through it is necessary because otherwise we become... And I mentioned this term in the practice, like so blended and we it takes over and we're suddenly the same as this part of us. And I'm throwing mm. the tantrum versus I can see that she's throwing the tantrum, right? It's like, yes. it's oh. subtle, but it's so important because that separation and detachment keeps us anchored in self. And when you're in self, you become your own healing agent, right? I didn't do, I wasn't facilitating this healing. You were doing the healing with her. It was between you and her, Yeah. right? I was just guiding it. And I find that to be a little bit of a different approach than a lot of like traditional and the IFS internal family systems is something that's more traditionally done in therapy. Um, And what I find at least in relationships I've had with therapists that it's very much about like my relationship to the therapist that in its own way becomes a container for healing and whatnot. But this to me is different because you become the primary figure for safety and security and connection and understanding, not me. Yeah. And it, and it and it leads into that whole thing of you will not release or receive anything that you are not ready for, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I have not been ready to to go there with her, and it was time like as I am ready to to move forward and just keep noticing that resistance and that block. That's when it was just like I I okay I it's like we had to see each other and it had to be now. And the way that it has presented itself, many, many, many opportunities, you know, 
I'm sure over the 40, you know, four years. Um, and I just was like, nope, and nope, and nope, no. And so I just, I really want to, I just think that this is such a huge part of the healing, you know, is that understanding that you will not release or receive anything that you are not ready for. I was ready for this. My body had been preparing me for this for not, not only years, but especially weeks for, for this, you know, and I, one of my clients that I sent to you recently, like I, I knew, you know, we had been working together, but I was like, this is inner child stuff. And it is, uh, this is something that requires Talia. Like this, this is Talia's work. And, but I knew it was, and she knew as soon as I said it, she was like, oh my gosh, yes, that is exactly what I need right now. You know? And, but that's the thing, like it's, it's the opportunities are there. Are you going to take advantage of it? Yeah. And if not, that's fine, but it's not. That's okay. Because then you'll continue the loop until you're really, really ready. Right. Right. Until you are brave enough and strong because it does take brevity and it does take strength. You have to be strong to be able to go to those depths of pain. Mm -hmm. And that's why people avoid it because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the most common objections to doing this work, the inner child work specifically. And I also do want to make a distinction or kind of like a caveat with therapy versus coaching and how we've got big T trauma and little T trauma. And, and, you know, I I have a, I have a pretty, I'd say extensive process to figure out if coaching is the right fit or if therapy is, is better suited. I'd say when it comes to, you know, big T trauma being the more life-threatening things, um, that therapy is going to be the place to, to unpack a lot of that. And we didn't know what was going to come up today. Right. Um, but I totally lost my train of thought. Um, um, oh, the different therapy and like yep. big T, little T. Yeah. Big T, little T. Well, and, and how- hold on. I would like to acknowledge like, yes, you are a a life coach that specializes in inner child healing, but the healing aspect like of you claiming yourself as a healer as well, like you get to do that too, because this is a healer needing a healer. Healers need healers. Like we all, I mean, how divine for everything that you and I have been through together for you to be able to hold me in this way, like how incredibly divine and full circle is this moment for us? Well, honored, honored myself. So so honored. Yeah, healing work. I feel a little boxed into the coaching space, and that's my own work, right? It's like, who am I to call my the whole thing? Who am I to call my healer? And you know, I get I get a little in full transparency, a little like sweaty (laughs) often when it comes to the you know the coaching space is not a regulated space. It's not a licensed space, and so I'm very mindful of that as well in terms of what I'm 
qualified and capable or maybe just qualified to do. Uh, and, you know, I have my master's degree in psychology. I have a lot of different trainings and certifications. I just always want to make sure that people are in the right hands. Right. Um, and so I'm, I may be overly mindful of that often and it can get in the way of me really owning. Yeah. And then throwing the word healer in as well, I'm sure adds a whole other layer of like, Oh God, <laughs> I was just, I was just really accepting the whole life coach. Um, right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, I, and like, I've been, you've been doing this forever. You're incredible. Yeah, yeah. You are incredible. Yeah. I've been coaching for 11, this is my 11th year and it's still, I mean, it continues to evolve and I'm, I'm definitely stepping more, I think with a lot of your, um, you know, guidance and encouragement into the healing space, had a beautiful experience to the song that you shared on your Instagram the other day. And yeah, just tapping into more of the collective stuff the collect like we've yeah I don't I, that could take yeah. us down a whole different direction but, you know, and, I, and I will say like even for me I'm not life coach certified but the way I describe so much of my work is life coaching through energy healing yeah. you know because it, it's your life is is your energy like how you live your life is conducted of how your energy radiates and 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 the vibration of how you allow your energy to move through. And that requires the healing because the more you heal, the higher your vibration becomes and the more that you feel aligned and you're not holding on and you get to show up and you get to move forward. And so it's all connected. Like it's all intertwined anyway. I know it's all just language and titles and roles and <laughs> identities. And, um, but yeah, it feels like the place I meant to be and the work I meant to be doing and everything has very much led to the inner child work for me personally in my own healing work, but also in my work with people. So, um, um, okay. So you have an incredible opportunity coming up on June 15th, right? It starts your, your, it's a three month program, a call to heal. And you, I mean, the way that you, your knowledge, your wisdom, your gifts. I mean, this is such an incredible opportunity for people to be held in a container that you have created of I mean, I I can't, and it's so affordable. Like this offering is just so beautiful. So tell us, tell us about that. Yeah. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Um, So the group program, it's a group program. It's called a call to heal and it's on breaking cycles. Um, And, you know, we could look at what kinds of cycles are perpetuating in your life. We've all got a lot of personal cycles like self-sabotage as an example of what came up today, but also this program is, is kind of beyond just the personal individual stuff and tapping a lot more into the cycles that we inherit, that we absorb and that we learn through our family on a generational level, on a cultural level and on a collective level, uh, which of course, came out of my own work doing generational healing, a lot of which you were a part of facilitating with me and 
some of my family. Um, but yeah, this, this came about really as kind of a call to, to bring forward those of us who have been tapped on the shoulder to, to be the cycle breaker, right. To, to be the one in our families who maybe stands up and says, Hey, this is not okay. Or who, you know, sees things a little bit differently. I talk about the three signs that you're here to break the cycle. And sign number one is that you, that you see things differently. You have this gift of perspective. You're kind of looking at the way things are happening and you're just like, "Eh, not really buying into it, right? Like there's something that doesn't feel quite true to me in the way life is happening or in the values people are living by. And it's not necessarily from a place of judging them. It's just, doesn't feel true for me. Um, and, And there's this like ability to just kind of see the different angles to things and see how different things could be. So that's sign number one. Sign number two is your intuition. You're you're a little bit more connected, a little bit more guided to that inner voice, even if you're maybe used to silencing it or ignoring your gut and maybe pushing it away. You can't deny that it's there um, and that it's a place from which you'd like to make more of your decisions and a place that you'd like to trust more deeply within yourself. And then the third sign of, of being here to break the cycle is um, what do we have? We had the perspective we, oh, is that you feel, you feel deeply like you're, you're sensitive, you're an empath, you carry a lot that is not yours to carry. You feel things that are not yours. Like you, there's a little bit of like a, um, enmeshment, right? I, I often joke that I used to be a lot more able to tell you how you were feeling than I could tell you how I was feeling because it just felt one and the same. Like right, I was like, I don't yeah. know if it's mine or yours, but I just I felt like I I felt responsible for everyone's feelings all the time and carried a lot of what was not mine. And so mm. um so yeah so the three month process starts with really owning this role and this responsibility as a cycle breaker in your life and in your world and in your family and your community. Um, in the collective and addressing any of the like the fears and the concerns and the hesitations that come with that charge right it's it's for me when I was wrestling with my role in my family in particular it was one of the most scary and overwhelming responsibilities to take on and it came with its own you know anger why am I the one who has to do this can I do this am I strong enough what will they think will they still love me what's going to happen like all of that that gets in the way we're getting we're getting it all on paper we're getting it all out there you know we're working through a lot of those blocks initially that come up Um, And then the second phase of the process is really getting into what the cycles are on these four distinct levels, cultural, generational, collective, and personal, Um, the beliefs that you've, again, inherited, absorbed, learned, been conditioned to believe, and just examining, right? Like, is this something that belongs in your future? Is this something that came from you? Is this something that was modeled by a parent who was very much in their fear-based scarcity mindset because they grew up in, you know, in poverty or whatever it might be like this stuff lives on. I'm reading the book right now. Um, it didn't start with you. Mm-hmm. Have you read this book on? Uh-uh, no. Oh my goodness. I okay. think you love it. It's, it gets a little bit sciencey. 
and into like the epigenetics of like what, like literally our DNA and our, like our genetic, what's expressed in our DNA versus, yeah, like the genes that are turned on versus the genes that are turned off and, um, and how the things that are kept secret, the things that are silenced, the things that are never spoken about in prior generations, echo echo on, live on, get transferred until there's someone who's willing to bring resolution to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. But anyway, so that's the second phase. And then the third phase is really kind of once the examination of all these cycles and patterns that you've attached to or identified with, uh, once that happens, we get to then kind of re, um, reconnect to, you know, what's, what's true for you. What is, what is, what does life look like outside of these cycles and these things that you've learned and who are you underneath it? How does the path forward look? What is the legacy you want to leave um, for yourself, for the people to come, for the people who came before you? Anyways, all those details and more on the website, but uh, it's a labor of love. It feels like it was years in the making and yet it took an hour for me to just write it all out and put out into the world. And so, um, yeah, so starting June 15th, it's a three month program. We meet three weeks on one week off and it's, it's for the people who are committed and who are willing to step in and say, I'm going to do this, not just for myself, but for those who couldn't and those who won't have to, because I did, you know? Yes, exactly. Ah, what a gift, what a gift you are. And I know it's going to be absolutely incredible. Thank absolutely. You. Thank you. <sighs> well, and I'll make sure that I have all of your information in the show notes, but please follow the glorious Talia on Instagram because she is always dropping like beautiful things to think about and just, just you're, you're amazing. And I'm just so grateful to you and our connection. And I'm so grateful to you for today for being with me. I, it was funny because the other day I was like, I feel like this is going to unfold in my conversation with Ty. And then I was like, uh, uh-uh. I was like, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> No way. <laughs> and then like when I press record, I was like, I think this is about to go down. Like I have no choice. This is happening. Um, yeah, and I do also want to um, just share that for anyone who's looking for that, that kind of deep inner child work that does not happen in group that happens in one-on-one. So that's also an opportunity for folks who are looking for a personal deep dive into their own inner child wounds and the things they're carrying that, um, that we get to hold together. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you, Talia. I love you. you. I love you. And I am, I'm going to put this out there. (laughs) It's going live. It's going out there. So, um, thank you everyone for listening. And I would just, absolutely love to know Talia and I both would love to know like how this episode resonates with you um 
uh, just what it stirred within. So please, please share. We love the comments. We love the messages. So please let us know. And I, I bow to you. I bow to you all. And I am just overwhelmed in gratitude. Thank you. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram. So come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.